Thanks for your time. A storytelling podcast by me, Lisa Marie Corso. No pages to turn, just hit play. Today's story is called Locked Out. I remember the first internet password I ever had. It was the year 2001. I was 12 and it was for my first Hotmail account. Having a password for an online account felt so much more grown up compared to the flimsy metal padlock and key that kept my funky girl diary safely secure. The best thing about having an internet password was that I didn't have to remember where I hid the key to unlock my diary. Was it hidden in the pages of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or was it stuffed in the sock drawer? All that was required to unlock my Hotmail account was my fingertips. It was magic. A few months later, I used the same password for my second internet account. This time I signed up to Neopets, with parental permission of course, I'm a goody-goody like that. Neopets was a make-believe internet world adored by the tween universe. Here I became the adoptive parent of a unicorn rabbit hybrid that wore a neckerchief. She was so damn chic. It took me one week to name her after she hatched. Seven days later, I settled on the name Betsy, but unfortunately, this was a less than original choice in the tween community, and so her official name became Betsy underscore 484. It was my job to keep Betsy underscore 484 alive by dressing her, feeding her, and even schooling her, all while draining my parents' dial-up internet after school. This was the era of dial-up internet that was slower to wake up than an 18-year-old who spent Friday night on the piss and is snoring under the covers of his duvet 20 minutes before his Saturday shift at Target starts. But despite the slow-churning internet, I was persistent because nothing would keep me away from Betsy underscore 484. I'd connect one end of the internet cable into the phone landline in our kitchen and unwind the rest of the call to the study at the back of our house. We never actually called it a study then. That came a decade later when my parents sold the house and study sounded better than junk room on the real estate board on our front lawn. Over the years, this room accommodated a sewing machine, a spare bed, an ab swing pro we were constantly tripping over, and a very tiny desk crammed into the corner of the room with our family computer, which by today's standards looked less like a computer and more like a microwave. For some, the tone of dial-up internet is jarring, but for me, it was my most beloved soundscape of the early 2000s. I was nostalgic for the sound of my youth recently and listened to it again on YouTube. It has 11 million views, but today sounds more like Morse code trying to connect with extraterrestrial life. But back then, I knew when the dial tone faded out, I was finally connected to the cyber world for my family's little suburban junk room slash study. My fingers would glide across the keyboard, entering my password. I was loyal to this password for almost two decades. I used it for everything, from LiveJournal to MySpace through to eBay and Netflix. It had no uppercase. It had no special characters. It was so easy to remember, which ultimately led to its undoing. In 2001, this password was secure. Now it's a cinch to break into. 
A three-year-old kindergarten hacker could break into it with the same ease they reserved for finger painting and making mud pies. This growing paranoia that my entire cyber life could be compromised was also fueled by my dad. My dad is the type of dad that sends my family emails with no hellos or how we use, but just web links to news reports on the latest identity theft scam. My dad's legacy will be that I never answer an unknown number. But it wasn't just my dad's nagging that caused me to switch things up. People I knew had been hacked. One friend had video games, bought off her Amazon account and sent to Adelaide. Another was locked out of her Netflix account. When she eventually realized what had happened and logged back on, her algorithm was never the same. And sorry, but that's not a risk I'm willing to take. So I caved in and tossed aside my long-serving password of 20 years for various new passwords. But the thing no one tells you about having multiple passwords is that they are tricky to remember. Did I use an exclamation mark instead of an I? Does the number in this password correspond to the family dog's birthday or an AFL premiership? And is that one underscore or two? I can never keep up. Every time I update my password, I vow to remember my new secret code, but always forget. Now I live in a world where I change my passwords as frequently as you change your underwear. I'm beginning to think the lock and key method wasn't so bad. Maybe I'll go back. But first, I just need to remember where I stashed the key. Thanks for Your Time is a storytelling podcast written and produced by me, Lisa Marie Corso with artwork by Dean Noble and music by Kevin McLeod. This podcast was made with support from Mooney Valley City Council as a recipient of an arts grant. Thanks for listening and catch you next time.